Hello and welcome to this Gig Economy Project podcast. My name is Ben Ray, I'm the coordinator of the Gig Economy Project. And today I'm in Brussels. Uh, I'm here for the Alternatives to Uberization Forum, uh, which is organised by the left in the European Parliament. Uh, and before the forum, I'm joined by Anne Dufin, who is a sociologist and researcher of atypical and international social mobilisation at the Research Group for the Alternative Economic Strategy in Brussels. Uh, Anne was the organiser of the first European Assembly of Couriers in 2018, and she's involved in the international network World Unidos Action. She's also the co-author of The Struggle for Rights in the Gig Economy with Cedric Leterme, uh, which was published by the left in the European Parliament in January 2021. Anne, thank you very much for joining the podcast. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> so let's start off by uh, you've been obviously been researching the platform economy for uh, a number of years now. Uh, let's start off by talking about what changes you've seen in that time over the last few years. How do you think the platform economy? What are the main things that have changed in the platform economy since you've began researching it? Um, I think the platformization is uh, more and more important. Uh, difficult to to speak also about the platform economy in general mm -hmm. because you have um, very di uh, big differences uh, between the GAFAM and uh, what's happening in uh, Uber or Deliveroo. So um, that's why I think it's. Uh, but 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 the the main thing is to to say that um, platformization are um, developing more and more and that there is no um, regulation on it. Uh, even for the, the problem of exchange of data between, between the countries, uh, now the um, OMC uh, with the e-commerce uh, agreements uh, want to deregulate it. And I think at the macro level of platformization, that's a big problem because if we uh, don't have um, a possibility of regulation of data, we, we could, um, the, the algorithm uh, will be um, totally uh, uh, controlled by the employers. And um, so it, it will not be possible to, um, to defend uh, social rights then after for platform workers because uh, the, the, the management will control really uh, all, all the, um, the data involved in the platform economy. Mm -hmm. In your book, uh, The Struggle for Rights in the Gig Economy, you talk about the battle over employment status in the gig economy and you say that it uh, largely determines everything else in the sense that it's very, very important to all the wider, all the other things that are going on. Uh, and the struggles in the gig economy. Um, how do you see that battle now? Because we've had Prop 22 in the U United States, uh, which rolled back um, you know, employment status for workers in California in the gig economy. On the other hand, uh, in Europe, we've had the Riders Law, which has introduced employment status for food delivery couriers. So where do you see the battle over employment status at the moment? Yeah, I think uh, we really can speak about um, a battle or a war uh, uh, 
for employment status in that is very different in the two continents, in America and in Europe. Um, you mentioned the battle about uh, uh, AB5 mm -hmm. in California. Uh, what is incredible is that now Uber is um, writing the law with the proposal 22, that's what he did. Mm -hmm. And um, it means that even when the go government um, has the possibility to impose the, the employment status, Uber is stronger. Mm -hmm. And that's a very bad signal for the European Directive. Uh, because Uber, uh, uh, since uh, November, um, Uh, last November, since this uh, political victory, and wants to um, make it uh, the same in all the world. Uh, yes. and, and you have big lobbying in the uh, Commission mm -hmm. now uh, for this European directive, and the power of Uber to lobby uh, this Commission is much more important than the one of uh, the left mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's a, a, a big difficulty to um, avoid this uh, European, uh, uh, no, sorry, to avoid this Uber law in Europe. Mm. So I think a very important slogan is no Uber law in Europe. Mm -hmm. uh, it means no independent contract plus uh, this new uh, status invented by Uber. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe we, we could have a, an alternative status here in Europe mm -hmm. um, with um, even uh, a presumption of uh, employment status. But um, yes, it's really a battle, as you mentioned before, it's a, a, a battle for employment status that is now uh, beginning um, for this, uh, in perspective of this directive. So the directive is uh, in December. They're going to publish the the legislation proposal of the European Commission, and uh, the European Parliament has said what it expects from the Commission. It expects, uh, as you said, a presumption of employment status uh, for all platform workers, not just riders or Uber drivers, or all platform workers. Um, You said you're worried about the, the Uber, Uber law coming to, to Europe. What is your uh, expectations of the European Commission's uh, legislation? Well, um, in the politi political guidelines of the European Commission, uh, she wanted to look at ways of improving the labour conditions of platform workers. But to what does it mean exactly? Until now, when the European Commission intervened, she first ever deconstructed the social rights in the member states and not improved labor conditions. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's why we have to be careful, very careful to this process mm -hmm. um, and this coming European directive, I think. And um, the aim of this process is to, to rapidly proce uh, produce uh, a text. But it's very quick. And um, the idea is a minimum social floor 
for platform workers. Mm -hmm. But the question is, uh, is it really to improve the labor condition of platform workers mm -hmm. or to uh, make a regression, um, to regress the labor condition of all the workers uh, with a new minimum social floor uh, which, which attract all the employee contracts in all sectors towards this minimum. So that's a big question and uh, that's why all workers, I think, and not only platform workers, not only couriers, uh, are, con are concerns, concerned with the future of this uh, directive for uh, platform workers. You say in your book uh, that there's a need to seriously reinvent trade union practices and demands for the platform economy. Um, the traditional trade unions have been quite slow, I think it's fair to say, in organising uh, platform workers, gig economy workers. Um, but there's some examples now. So, for example, in Spain, the Commissioners Obers have organised global riders in uh, Barcelona. In the UK, the GMB trade union has signed a recognition agreement with Uber, which has been criticised a lot by the more grassroots uh, unions like IWGB and ADCU for um, for basically being a sweetheart agreement, which is useful for the for Uber. What do you think about the role of trade unions in the platform economy now? Have, the, have trade unions still not adapted to platform economy? Yes, uh, unions, well, it's, uh, it's very difficult to speak about unions in general mm -hmm. because you have the base and you have the top of mm -hmm. the unions. And, and um, so now, yes, all the exa examples you mentioned are very good example of um, good practices of, for developing new type of unionism. Mm -hmm. Um, but uh, the link between uh, collectives of platform workers and unions uh, is very difficult sometimes in some countries, and um, it depends on the cultural uh, on the culture of the unionism in each country. Also, um, I've got another good example of this link. Um, of the articulation between uh, the basis, base of workers and the, the unions in Italy. Um, in last March, um, the CGL, uh, Confederation um, of uh, Italy, a big confederation, um, make an appeal and uh, uh, they intervened to make a, a big strike with uh, the collective in the different countries, uh, um, in the different um, uh, cities, in 31 cities. And um, it's, it was a big su success, I think. And th that's um, interesting because they, they really um, had the possibility to uh, create the link between local struggles of the different collectives, Italian collectives, very active, mm. and a national um, appeal uh, for a strike, a, a strike for platform workers in general. 
And yes, I think it's, uh, it was the, in, in last March, but uh, I think it was a very important uh, moment for, uh, uh, for understanding how it, it could be, um, the role of the unions uh, could be uh, taken in this, in this battle. Mm -hmm. You also talk about platform cooperativism in, in the book, and you say there's a constant ambiguity between whether platform cooperatives are just to be a kind of ethical niche part of the wider platform economy, or whether they're trying to, you know, their role is social and economic transformation of the economy as a whole. Can you explain that uh, ambiguity, that tension uh, within platform cooperativism? Yes, I think that platform cooperativism is um, very important as political vision, uh, but until now not as practice, mm. uh, and is and that's why the participants of the two movements. I think it's two parallel movements, uh, more or less. Mm -hmm. um, that it's not the same workers uh, in in well some maybe in 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 Spain a little but in lots of country you have a, a, a big um, gap between um, workers exploited workers working seventy hours a week um, to and, and that are involved in the collectives to st and str struggle for better wor work. Um, that's the struggle from the collectives. And then you have other workers involved in platform cooperatives mm -hmm. and that are thinking about a new vision of employment, a new vision of economical model, and so on. But um, what I think is a pity is that uh, these two uh, battles, that are, both are very interesting, mm -hmm. but they are not linked. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yes, it's, it's, uh, uh, I think it could be very interesting when um, the, the struggle uh, can uh, use the vision, the political vision of the platform cooperativism. Mm -hmm. You say in the book that um, in terms of strategy for the movement for, of gig workers, that it's been a major oversight that gig workers haven't, the gig workers movement hasn't taken up the kind of wider issues about the digital economy and formed broader alliances about, you know, other issues involving the digital workers. Can you explain um, what are the broader developments you're talking about specifically and what sort of alliances you think could be, could be built between gig workers and, and, and other groups of workers? Mm, yes, I think it's a very important question, the alliances between um, platform workers, already between couriers and um, uh, Uber mm -hmm. uh, workers, because it's not so easy. Mm -hmm. um, the, this, it is a, the first link, I think. Mm -hmm. And then you have uh, these alliances with uh, precarious workers. Uh, no, sorry. All of the all of other platform workers. 
um, like um, click workers mm -hmm. that are really not involved in these struggles until now. But uh, that is so important with this invisibilization of, of the work, um, these ghost workers. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes the um, platform workers like Korea say, yes, um, we are not struggling just for us, but for everyone. Mm -hmm. Everyone, it means uh, also these clique workers, um, totally invisible. Um, I think that, so that's the alliances between platform workers in general and then with a broader front of precarious workers. Mm. Um, a good example for that was uh, the con um, convergence between uh, the struggle of McDo workers in the UK in uh, 2016, I think, um, and the Koreas. Mm -hmm. It was very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, but yes, it's a, uh, federating uh, all these workers at the transnational level, it's like a, a, a way for new internationalism, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk about that new internationalism, because obviously you've been involved in organising the first big European Assembly in 2018. We are now both going to be attending the Alternative Stubilisation Forum. Um, how do you think the international movement has progressed over the last few years since that first assembly? Do you think it has progressed and do you think it's becoming stronger, the international connections are becoming stronger? And how important is it that workers, gig workers in different countries talk to each other and, and organise together? Is it, does, it, does it make a difference to the, their own struggles? Um, I think that... Um the, core, the federation uh, between countries in platform economy, between, between workers um, uh, in the world are very difficult. Um, yes, because, um, because of the inv involvement at local level. Uh, they, are already, um, they have already difficulties to uh, continue to create uh, local struggle with local collectives and so on. So um, it's the, the main objective they have is to, to struggle in their city mm -hmm. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Then um, you have the link between local level and national level, as I mentioned for Italy, for instance. Um, but when they create this link, sometimes um, they, they are more institutionalized, institutionalized mm -hmm. with unions that not have the same objective. Okay. And so that's also a big problem because then, um, so that's why uh, we can ask the question, I think, that uh, is it possible to create a link directly between local struggle and international struggle? Mm -hmm. Uh, without the national level, uh, it's complicated. Uh, it means like to avoid um, a level of institutionalization mm. uh, and to create this this um, federation, this global collective actor at international level, 
um, face to the platform. Um, but well, I think now it's more or less the, what, what they try to do in the uh, precari precarious network at urban level, in the Alianza Unidos world action at international level. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the members of these international uh, networks are evidently more involved in local um, struggles mm -hmm. than in international struggles. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we have to mention uh, is that they already organized um, five international strikes since the pandemic mm -hmm. and um, that, uh, that are really uh, impressive as uh, uh, um, they, really, they really get a, a good success. And the next one is in uh, uh, 3rd November, uh, you, you will have the, the fifth international strike mm -hmm. uh, organized, launched by um, the Alianza Unidos World Action um, with the slogan, um, Todos Empleados, uh, well, all workers. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's uh, very important to see that this uh, international collective uh, action, this international strike, has um, uh, gets demand the demand for uh, employment status. Mm -hmm. It creates the link between this uh, collective action strategy and juridical strategy. Mm -hmm. And, and now I think it's crucial for, for this uh, European directive. Mm -hmm. Do you think that um, the, the struggles, the strikes that take place in Latin America, United States, Europe, um, is there, are they unified in the sense that they are striking over the same issues? Or do you see quite big differences in the, in the, the, the reasons why they strike? So for example, in Latin America, um, it appears to me a lot of the disputes are about uh, health and safety, people dying uh, and their families not getting any compensation or anything like that. There's, there's disputes about health and safety in Europe as well, but it's more prominent in Latin America. Whereas in Europe, it's more about pay usually, uh, uh, and sometimes it's about employment status. Is there because the platforms are organized internationally, you know, they organize in multiple countries, but are the issues that platform workers face international? Yes, sure. I think that um, because the platform are a big multinational, mm -hmm. um, the struggle can only be uh, international. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's evident, I think, but it's very difficult to build a common identity mm. in the face uh, of multinational platforms. Mm. And that's that the, all, the, the movement now is creating that, but it's, it's a very a long um, battle. Yes, I think there, there is uh, progress because um, in the European uh, Assembly, uh, there was um, the idea to choose uh, between um, 
the two state stages, mm -hmm. uh, employment or self-employment. Mm -hmm. they, they couldn't, uh, uh, they, they, did, they, they were not really clear about it. Mm -hmm. Now, um, it's not uh, everywhere the case, but more and more, there is the idea that it's important to, to, to get this employment status. That is, it's a first step, mm -hmm. um, a necessary first step. Um, but in, that's in Europe. There is this little progress um, in the collectives and unions. But uh, in Latin America, because of um, the pandemic, because of all uh, uh, the, the people uh, died, uh, died, yeah. died uh, in the last time, it's much more uh, crucial. It's like they, they really need um, this social protection. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, they are totally clear to get the employment status. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yes, in the American continent, I, I think that the workers and collectives are really, really active on it. And that's why I think it's important that um, an American delegation uh, comes to explain the argumentary uh, to the European collectives to say, how much is it, it is important mm -hmm. to get this employment status. The, the issues that gig workers are facing uh, are multiple. You know, there's lots of different uh, issues that workers are facing. In the UK recently, um, the union IWGB has taken Uber to court for what it calls its racist algorithmic surveillance system, like uh, uh, you know, facial recognition software that they, that they use. Um, what demands should gig workers be making about data uh, and algorithmic management? Um, I think that it's important to um, come back to the demands of the Alliance Unidos World Action mm. about it, uh, because they get demand for defending um, social rights, but also, and that's new, demands for creation of digital rights mm -hmm. and that's a very big issue um, this, this demand uh, is uh, to um, the idea is that the app must be intelligible controllable um, transparent and uh, subject to collective bargaining agreements mm -hmm. That is uh, the demand of, of the Alliance Unidos World Action and um, also the protection of personal data. So uh, it's difficult to applicate it. Mm -hmm. um, but the idea is that all users must have the right to access and control their data uh, along with its use and the profit it generates. Because that's a big um, resource for profits, this data. And really, it's a big, big issue. And I think that um, uh, the movement in general, and particularly the Alliance Unidos World Action, is very aware uh, on it. Mm -hmm. And 
to it's a big big um, debate in the unions also how to create digital rights i think it has to be the first question now in the unions concerns by platform workers finally and um, in the book you talk about um, what the left's vision should be for the platform economy and you say that the the left needs to redefine the very contours of the digital economy including to ask questions about its very legitimacy um, what do you mean by this and what what is does the left have a vision for the future of the digital economy do you think the left <laughs> it's a broadly speaking <laughs> <laughs> the left it's already difficult to have a vision of the left um, <laughs> but um, I think that the, as I mentioned before, there is a different current um, currents. Currents, yes. There, there are um, also the denumerization, denumerization mm -hmm. uh, school. I think it's very interesting also, because we try to struggle against uh, uberization to uh, control platform work, to regulate platform work. But uh, it's like we forget that it's possible also to, um, to control the platformization itself. Mm. And I think it's the first step. And I think that um, this radical uh, current uh, of denumerization is also very interesting. Um, to take into account mm -hmm. um, and then you have all the um, the left the, the um, come on, social democrat left that are thinking that uh, we we can um, get this uh, employment status for platform workers and uh, that is um, Enough for, but as I mentioned at the beginning of the interview, I think that uh, it's more um, uh, difficulty because we create a new category of worker, and um, and that it's it's like for interim interim worker for. Uh, all, all the type of precarized uh, work uh, in the 80s and 90s um, has, uh, has uh, created a, a deconstruction of social rights. Mm. And for me, uh, this um, new um, category of platform workers is a new way to initiate, initiate a wave of regression towards the construction of employment. And that's why um, maybe we have to think about more a uh, ref revolutionary approach. Uh, it means not to stop with the idea of employment status, that may be the first step, but to think how to uh, to to get the possibility uh, to uh, emancipate of this employment status, mm. it means to 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 try to go to the uh, uh, another redefinition of work, mm -hmm. and I think it's also uh, um, 
a big current with uh, Ben Afrio in France, for instance, about salaire socialisé, or with a, a, a lot of, of uh, um, thinkers now uh, that are really um, uh, trying to redefine work. Um, and I think it's much more important uh, than... Um, than trying to defend a platform worker status that is really important at a short time. But more generally for all workers, the idea is really to... Um, what, what are doing the employers now? They want to make us think that um, uh, the work doesn't exist anymore. Mm -hmm. We are all... Uh, Or cycling for the pleasure. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> all, uh, what, all what we do are really for uh, it's leisure. Mm -hmm. um, so, but it's very, very, and we are all autonomous with that. Yes. Um, and it's a big trap, the autonomy um, and the, li the uh, liberty is uh, not real. And, um, and it's at the contrary. We are more and more control um, through this uh, false autonomy. So I think it's uh, what is needed now is to uh, deconstruct the discourse of the employers about liberty and to uh, recover a real liberty um, in the activity. Then we can say it's work, it's not work. We, we, we have to, to redefine the work.